From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready. Clark Ford Studio here uh, today. We will uh, discuss the uh, suddenly red-hot Ole Miss baseball team coming off a sweep of LSU, a three-game sweep for the first time in school history. Ole Miss picks up a, a, a basketball commit yesterday from uh, from Buffalo. Ole Miss picks up a uh, a football commit, portal heavy from uh, from UCF. So that and more coming up on the show. Got a good bit of stuff coming up for the week. Neil. Uh, uh, I had another window up. Sorry about that. Um, Neil's 10 thoughts, several different content items from baseball yesterday as Ole Miss heads into the final week of the regular season. So, uh, again, the Oxford Exxon, Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, five sixty nine, two sides of bread, 32-ounce drink. And remember, when you're stopping in, maybe in town for A&M this weekend, you can uh, get 10 bucks. You do that by just filling up the um, tank, take a picture of the QR code, and when you do that, you are automatically uh, given a thousand bonus points with the Exxon Mobile app. Ten dollars, even the pump you're filling up at the time with the Blue Sky location, including here in Oxford with the Oxford Exxon. Again, from the Clark Ford Studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. Six six two two five seven nineteen hundred. Call that number. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within fifteen minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. No hassle. No haggle. You get your. Uh, Quote, the rest is up to you. You can shop that quote around or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today. Corey uh, and the people at Clark Ford, they want to be your car guy. They want to be your truck guy. They'll prove it with the service that you get starting when you uh, make the call, 662-257-1900. Guest, join on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters Music and Food on the Square in Oxford. Coming up uh, late this week or whatever. Stop by Rafters, grab a burger, a po' boy, appetizers, a great beer selection, full bar, and more. There at Rafters on the Square in Oxford and um, Rafters in New Albany. Having a little bit of a te- technical difficulty. I'm getting nothing in my chat stream at all. Yeah, I'm having the same thing. I hit pop out chat Did on, that the, work? on the three dots. Well, it put it in the middle of my screen. But can you see things? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. In, in our studio, it was doing nothing. We couldn't see anything. Yeah, I'm not really crazy about this setup, but it is what it is. I wonder what happened. I don't know. Yeah, anyway. Okay, sorry. That's our problem, not yours. Uh, good week to you. Uh, a lot of stuff going on. We'll uh, we'll get to that. Obviously, uh, Ole Miss baseball having uh, a little bit of a run here these last two weeks. They um, sweep Missouri after being what we thought was dead in the water, 7-14 in the league at the time. They... Um, Knock off Mizzou three times. Then they beat Southern Miss on the road. Four straight road wins against top 40 teams here this week. And then LSU, frankly, dominating the series for the most part. LSU held a 2-0 lead on the first inning on Friday. Prior to that game, getting postponed until Saturday because of weather. And then uh, Ole Miss just kind of steamrolled it from there. They went 5-3 in that one. They went 11-1 there on Saturday. And then uh, finished it up 8-5 on Sunday, getting good pitching, good hitting, played pretty good defense. LSU was without Jacob Berry. That made a big difference to their lineup. They did not look nearly as formidable with just Cruz there in the middle. I mean, he's a stud. He's he's one of the top players in the country. 
but he couldn't do it by himself. Uh, Duga got hurt at one point yesterday. He was out of the lineup as uh, as well, and to Ole Miss's credit, it's what good teams usually do. They took advantage, so the Rebels now 31-19. and 19. They are 13-14, and 14, kind of crazy, 13-14 and 14 in the SEC, currently tied for eighth in the SEC. This is a, uh, a non-story at this point because they've easily done it, but they have clinched SEC tournament berth. They also, the good news, they cannot be the late game on Tuesday night unless they are the five seed and got on really, really hot. So they, Kentucky could still end up the 12 um, at worst for Ole Miss. So Ole Miss cannot go to the 12. They, they are going to be ahead of Missouri. They're going to be ahead of Mississippi State, and they're going to be ahead of Kentucky in the league standing. So, uh, again, no, uh, no, no night game. The way it works, the 9.30 in the morning game in Hoover on that Tuesday is the 6th seed playing the 11, I guess. Yeah. Uh, 7, 10, um, 8, 9, 5, 12. Those are the games in a row there. So if, Ole Miss, if, if it ended today, as everybody likes to talk about, Ole Miss would play Florida in the first round of the SEC tournament at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon, something uh, something like that. So that's where it's uh, that's where it's headed. But, yeah, they come off the sweep of LSU. RPI makes a huge jump, jumps up about 20 spots in the last week. It, it, it moves around all the time, but when I looked last night, this morning, 37, 38, something like that, um, which brings into a couple different things. Um, Ole Miss with uh, a midweek game, it's still as least of right now, against Arkansas State Tuesday night in Jonesboro. The Red Wolves are 11 and 35 overall and have an RPI of 228 on their resume, um, which – been a little in vogue here, mostly with Texas schools in the last week or so, to not play that game, uh, to not play these midweeks that can hurt you from a resume standpoint. I ran some numbers the other day, and we'll, I'm, I'm all over the place, and Neil can kind of direct me onto a topic in a second. But I ran some numbers on Saturday, and if Ole Miss plays Arkansas State and wins the game on Tuesday, they probably have a one or two spot fall in the RPI from a ranking standpoint. I mean, again, these things you obviously other games matter, so it's impossible to know exactly. Sure. But the guess is one to two points, uh, one to two spots for a fall with a win over the Red Wolves. If they lose the game, effectively the season might be over. Um, it, you're talking about a 10, 12 point spot drop uh, or ranking drop in that. Ole Miss could easily find themselves on Wednesday if they lost Arkansas State, 50th in the RPI, somewhere in that They've category. They've got a buyout clause, right? Yeah, and I don't think it's anything crazy is my guess. So write a check. It brings in integrity and ethics. I mean, that's nah. just essentially what you're debating. Nah, um, not really. I'm, what's, the, what's the one thing that Arkansas State would like the most? Money. Write them a check. Don't play the game. And I don't know, would you make more money? I, frankly, I don't, I don't know exactly what the buyout is. I have no idea. But I don't know how much teams make off these games. Like, I have a hard time knowing, like, is the buyout really low? Because you know most of the times these aren't getting bought out. So what difference does it make? Or I, mean, is I don't it, how many is people it, How many people are showing up on a Tuesday night in Jonesboro, Arkansas, to go to a college baseball game in May? 1,500? I don't know. I mean, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. I wouldn't even know. I mean, I, I would guess that's about as high as yeah. the number's going to be. Yeah. At what ten bucks a ticket? I mean, I don't know what your profit margin is on a popcorn or a hot dog, but I mean, it's not changing the. I'd write a check, and I agree with you. I understand people who say you schedule the game, you play the game. Uh, I, 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 I sure. get both sides. Those are the same people that if you go over there and lose the game. Or screaming bloody murder. Well, I guess that's the point. Just go win the game, and it has a negligible impact, even though it will hurt you a little bit. Um, 
it, they, the, the one minutia difference a little bit here, and I, this is not, I mean, it's just part of the story that actually got pointed out yesterday, and I kind of forgot about it at the time, is A&M and TCU have both canceled within the last week or so to A&M against Incarnate Word trying to host. It's what the Aggies are doing. They're sure. safely in the tournament. Sure. And then TCU um, had a game with Tarleton State that they have canceled here in the last 24 hours or so. I have no criticism of either. Those games are at home. My point, though, the one difference yeah. is those games are at home. Right. So if you win the game at home, you're still dropping like six to eight spots. Sure. Like it's still a much le- – Ole Miss's margin of a win hurting them is much better than what TCU and A&M was facing beating those teams at home because of the way the sure. the home road RPI splits go. And the odds are overwhelming you go over there and win the game, but just wouldn't play it. It's not going to cause – if you cancel the game, it would not cause Arkansas State to not play you anymore. They'll still play you next year. And if they uh, don't, who cares? And frankly, you play them in every sport and get by games. Like – it, 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 like Ole Miss has the leverage here because it doesn't behoove Arkansas State to cut out by games from the University of Mississippi two hours down the road. And if they do, who cares? I mean, yeah. I mean, I mean so, it's a handy regional midweek. I mean, it, it would be – I mean, across all sports. I'm not even thinking just baseball, just in general. They're a resource in that way, but it's not ending your season because you can't play them. It, it just – I've yet to come up with a reason other than the whole integrity thing to go play the game. And who's holding you account to that? I mean, who's who's going, oh, I tell you, this is – stop. Stop. Nobody. I mean, it's kind of Bush League, but I get it. I don't know. Is it? We didn't say that about Texas A&M when they yeah, did we it. In fact, did. we – I did. I did. I mean, I kind of. I said I mean, it was it's... smart. I said it was smart. And I, I – I, I hate being this guy, but it's podcast. That's the reason we do this. So I'm, I'm almost gritting my own teeth that I do this. Would you feel differently if you stopped five midweeks the last three weeks of the season? Probably not. I mean, at some point, you can't just not play games on a larger scale because of where you are in a resume standpoint, right? I don't know. What's the goal? What's the goal? The goal is to make the tournament. Well, sure. But in mid-April, if you said, I'm just not playing any more midweeks. Sorry. Okay. It, it, look. I, look. No, 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 no. Hold up. No, stop Go ahead. From from last June on, sure. This has all been about you know. This is all about getting to June. This is all about what happens in June. Sure. That's been for eleven months. Yeah. Okay. So you're trying to get to June. Because you're going to be judging on whether you get to June or not. Oh sure. Right. So playing this game. Oh, no, look, buying out the game gives your program the best chance to proceed in the NCAA tournament so and then proceed it. through the NCAA so you do tournament. It. So you do it. There's no doubt about that. So you do it. Nobody at the end of the year, if they don't make a regional, is going to go, you know, but they did go play that game in Jonesboro. Stop. Nope, not going to happen. No one's going to say that. In the same way that if they end up going on some magical run and making it to Omaha, no one's going to go, yeah, I know. But, you know, guys, they didn't They didn't go to that game in Jonesboro on that Tuesday. I just don't know that. I, uh-uh. Nope. I would, if I'm, if I'm Mike or whomever makes this call one way or the other, I would like some assurances the committee is not going to hold it against me. Because bureaucrats in a room, you never know if it's strikes on these teams who do this. I would like at least some semblance yeah, of that is probably not, not going to get it. probably not going to get that, but you're, I doubt if anybody sitting in that room goes, you know what, this team's won eight out of nine, 
They won a couple in Hoover, but they didn't play that Tuesday game against the. They were assholes to the Red Wolves. The two hundred, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they well, there's a you're not really being an asshole. There's a clause in the contract that allows you to buy it out. Yeah, any midweek game can be bought out for something. I mean, sure. Every contract has some semblance of a buyout. You're not calling at 729 and going, hey, I'm not. We decided not to get on the bus today. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. not going to come pick you up. I know, I know, I know we said we we're going to go have dinner, but we're not coming. No, you tell them, hey, you remember that clause in the contract we put in there that said $20,000 or whatever? Here's the check. Good luck this weekend against yeah, ULM. You guys, are, you guys are about done anyway. Have a great summer. I have no problem with that. None. Because the whole thing is about getting to the postseason. And for the first time in a long time, that's actually a realistic conversation right now. And you actually have a baseball team that's playing like one that could make noise in a postseason. Sure. I don't screw with it. No, I mean, you are, as I said, why I wrote what I wrote yesterday and why I think you canceled the game is that the look, you put yourself in this situation, but at the end of the day, you are putting two things. Your entire postseason hopes on making sure a weird game in Jonesboro doesn't get weird on a Tuesday night when you're trying to protect pitching two, two days prior to um, two days prior to Texas A&M coming to, coming to Oxford for a pretty critical series at that point. Uh, yeah, I, you play 50-whatever games, and at the end of the day, I don't think I would want my entire postseason life hanging on one game against Arkansas State when something strange could happen. It's baseball. They've lost to C-Law. They got run ruled by CMO. Sure. Weird crap happens. They're playing a lot better right now. They but... are, sure. I mean, they probably win the baseball game. Arkansas State sucks. Um, but you do have to use pitchers. And you got a lot of games coming up, potentially. Yeah. Because, frankly, I think Ole Miss got well, a look, shot in Hoover to stay there for a few days, well, even look, though they don't need to. You have at least four big games coming up. Three of them against one of the hottest teams in the country. I mean, A&M's been red hot for weeks now. Not just a couple of weeks. They've won seven of eight, and they're tied for the SEC West lead against Arkansas. Yeah, right I mean, they, they are rolling. I mean, you, 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 you have those three games. Then you turn around on Tuesday, and you're going to play a, a very important game against somebody in Hoover. And if you win that game, you're going to play two more fairly important games at that point. They, they become increasingly less important. Sure. Over the course of the week, it's the thing the fans don't understand. The first one is pretty important for Ole Miss, yeah. and then it gets, yeah. and then after that, it doesn't. Yeah. yeah, and the difference in Friday and Saturday is nothing, zero. It's negligible. Yeah, the but, committee's already put them on a the line over but here. The next few games are really important. So yeah, the next four games, yeah. not counting Arkansas State, right. are very important. So I don't play it. Just me. For Ole Miss to feel really good and fine. They need two more SEC wins, in my opinion. However, they want to get them. They yeah. either take two from A and M and get to fifteen and fifteen, and then do You're whatever the hell you want in Hoover, yeah. or win one this weekend and then win on Tuesday. Yeah. If they I, I lost agree. two out of three this weekend and lost on Tuesday, I'd be a little concerned going into yeah, selection yeah. Monday. You'd that be, would be a coin flip, in my opinion. You'd be drinking the Pepto. Yeah, because your RPI wouldn't would probably be low forties at that point. You'd be You're, really close. You'd be bubblish. And Ole Miss in 17 had that same situation. They were 14 and 16, had a 37 RPI, and they were left out. Yeah. You're, you're asking for trouble at that point. No, this weekend's important. You need to win the series. 
And if you win the series, you're probably perfectly fine. Oh, yeah. and, and, 15 and 15 is not getting left out. And again, for the record, before anybody, because this is one of my pet peeves, you probably know where I'm going. The difference between being a two seed and a three seed in the NCAA tournament is the color of the jersey that you wear on the first day and who hits first. That's it. There's nothing, there's no difference at all. Well, I mean, the argument is if you're a two seed, you play a weaker opponent the Fair. first day. But it doesn't, but the, the twos and threes are well, the no, same. just other than just win the game, it's. You're. You're wearing if you're three, you're wearing a different color than you would have worn. And the way college baseball is, hell, you might end up wearing exactly what you would have worn anyway. <laughs> yeah, teams that get hot, they're going, well, we're wearing the powder blue and the camo hat every freaking day. I don't care what you're wearing, I don't care who we're playing, we're wearing that uniform. Yeah. That's what we're doing. So yeah. If Ole Miss thinks they're winning because of the camo hat, they wear the damn camo hat, and you leave it on, and you you play it out at that point. I mean, it's- Candler had a question earlier, and I'm struggling with. It. Let's see. Uh, bring on the chaos, he says. Bianco not going down without a fight, which is true. It's says true. P.S. Chase, how how come you never would give Rebel Black Bear a high five back in the day? I make a habit to not high five mascots. Uh, uh, it's not. I mean, nothing. Not, Nothing against you, but I always worry about the photo op of me hugging the bear. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm kind of out on that. Um, I had the gopher stole my hat one time. I was the one that wouldn't him, but no hard feelings. Minnesota's gopher. Yeah, yeah. He stole my cap and give it back. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like several innings. Oh. To the point I had to just move on with my day a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Could have fought the gopher. Wouldn't cool. have been a good situation. I don't. Someone wanted to know if, if they were to sweep, are they in the hosting conversation? They're really not at this point, right? To host, I mean, let's have the real conversation. Their RPI is 38. That's a problem. you got a lot of work to do. Yeah. Well, I think the answer is probably not. I mean, I think you literally would have to sweep and then get to Sunday. Yeah. And if you do that, you look up and go, well, hell, they won like and the problem of 14. The problem then is that they've already made those hosting decisions, in my opinion, by Thursday or Friday. Yeah, I mean, they might leave one line over here where you still won. But, I mean, your RPI, for Ole Miss to host, you're talking 16 and 14, get to Sunday, and the RPI get in the top 20. Yeah. I think you would get the benefit of the doubt at 18, 19, somewhere in there. Sure. But I don't see them hosting at 23 in the RPI. It would be a bit of a pull. Well, the way that A&M and Ole Miss are both playing, I'll be surprised if anybody sweeps anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I'll be. I mean, I'll just tell you that now. I would be stunned if either team swept the other team. I mean, Ole Miss is playing really, really good right now. So is A and M. They are. And A and M has a little bit of an RPI problem themselves. They need to in Oxford this weekend. Their RPI is twenty three. Frankly, the SEC has a lot of resume issues. I mean, what do you do with an A and M team? Auburn's got a really good RPI, but the record's not very good. Arkansas's got a pretty good record, but their RPI is kind of shaky. I mean, there's. Vanderbilt's got a good RPI, but they don't have a bunch of wins. I mean, it's a weird league outside of Tennessee from a from a. But A and M hosts at eighteen and twelve, even with an RPI of twenty two, right? Yeah, I, I just don't see an SEC yeah. team not hosting at eighteen and twelve. I think A and M hosts at eighteen and twelve. It's like if Arkansas goes and wins two in Fayette and in Tuscaloosa, it's nineteen. They'll probably host, but their RPI is not. Great. Their RPI is like, what, 28, 29, something like that. I mean, it's nothing special. A&M's got an RPI problem. I think it's, I think it's into the low territory. It's a problem. I know. And then some of the teams that have really good RPIs, their records aren't as good. 
I think Auburn hosts if they just don't crap the bet against Kentucky this weekend. Yeah, probably so. They got damaged by that game getting rained out. They needed the extra win yesterday. So they, they didn't, they didn't finish the Alabama game. Yeah. yeah. They got a little hurt by that. They needed to just play the game. Or they needed to win the game, obviously. And look, Bama's leaking all the oil and losing hubcaps and tires and axles at this point. Yeah, Bama's... It ran out. Bama's done. I'm curious what they do with Bohannon. They're going to fire him. He's going to win somewhere. He's a good baseball coach. That is a hard job. Just a really hard job. And he's gotten unlucky. I think they're going to make a change. I wrote in the mailbag the other day, you give Connor Prelip to him at expectations for three seasons, and he's not losing his job this week. Right. It's life. They're going to make a change. I think Kentucky's going to make a change. and. South Carolina. South maybe. Carolina, probably. Yeah. I think those are the three. And I'll give you one more that is on the verge of, if I were down there looking at the whole situation, Who? Florida. Oh. Let's talk about that in a minute. Okay. Uh, whoa. Okay. Whoa. All right. Need some oven mitts for that one. Firing Kevin O'Sullivan this morning. It'd well, be, I, I know we'll get into why. I'd, I'd have say. to think there's, about there's it. There's more there. There's a lot there. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. So you're going to look underwriting and understand your market. Leader in condo financing, the float down option, and more. You can find Jason at 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well as GrenadaNissanUSA.com. Game Changer Patches. I sponsor my 10 Weekend Thoughts that Chase referenced earlier. It's the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. Overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game. Ready for the next place, go to GameChangerPatch.com. Promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Uh, ACS, <clears throat> Automation and Control Systems, LLC, owned and operated by Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi, Established in 2013, ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider and a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff and a UL508A panel shop. To learn more about them, go to acsllcms.com or call 662-601-4381. Lamons Fine Jewelry is located at 1126 North Lamar Boulevard in Oxford. They've been serving the Oxford area for um, three-quarters of a century. Engagement rings, wedding rings, fine jewelry, watches, pearls, fashion jewelry, children's jewelry, collectibles, and more. Lamons is the gold standard in fine jewelry. Visit them at LamonsFineJewelry.com or call them at 662-234-2777. The uh, hot weather is here. If you are concerned about your um, air conditioner, whether it's ready to handle the load that's coming its way, you need to get in touch with our friends at Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names. Same great products and services. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call 662-429-4429. And the College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area. In Ridgeland, it's next to Fleet Feet. and Flowood, it's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram, the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Podcast is brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. It's easy to transfer your medications to G&M from one of those big box pharmacies. 
Let's give them a call. They will handle the rest. You get free delivery in Oxford. You get MedSync. Free prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One delivery, one <clears throat> carry out, and you have everything you need when you need it. One trip with GNM. Again, 662-236-2222. So... You're distracting me with the O'Sullivan thing. I had a few more on this things, but no, it's all good. I mean, you asked. If I'm the AD there, it's on my mind. Because of the off-field stuff as much as... It's not winning either. He's only a couple years from a national title. Not winning now. Let me pull it up. Let's look at Kevin O'Sullivan, because I don't know exactly what he's done when... And the the off-the-field stuff would make me go, is it possible that he's not going to be able to do it here? It's a bit of a distraction. Okay, I'm I'm a little more with you than I thought. Okay, I, I've watched him a bunch this year. He had a hell of a run here. So sure. okay, he's been there since 2008, and we're going to move back to Ole Miss. But this is kind of fascinates me. He has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven College World Series bursts. He has a national title. Mm-hmm. He has a semifinal, two semifinals, and a runner-up as well. He's won a lot when he's gotten there. He's the coach at LSU if it weren't for a personal scandal. It's true. But in the last few years, so he was a Final Four College World Series participant in 2018. In 2019, they went 34-26, and 13-17 and 17 in the SEC. Now, they had a hellaciously good team in 20 that was canceled, but it was canceled. Last year, 38-22 and 22 got beat in a regional after a 17-13 SEC season, mm-hmm. and then at the moment right now they are thirty one and they were thirty two and nineteen, thirteen and fourteen in the league, and tied with Ole Miss for eighth in the conference. It has been a bit of a lull the last few years. Yeah, would you let your son play for him? No, not even close. No. I think you're the only person who wouldn't let his son play for him. Your no, son, I bet it's a, a if your large. son's good enough to play at Florida, he's good enough to play at a lot of places, right? Most anywhere. Yeah. You ever watch him on the in the dugout? Yeah. I mean, guys, he looks volatile almost all the time. I'm not talking about the Tello kind of crazy or Van Horn, just where you look like you're curmudgeon I'm talking about like you look like you're about to explode. That's an elite job. Well, look. It's an elite job. The off-field job. stuff was bad enough that they contemplated firing him at the time. A guy who has done what he has done. They didn't, but it was there. They would have loved him to have gone to LSU. The list of coaches who would be interested in the Florida job is long. You could get most anyone you wanted. It's an elite job. They've built new facilities, all that stuff, whatever. Forget it. It's Florida. It's a, it's a top job. It's a top job in, by any measure. You can win the national championship at Florida. Yes. I'd strongly consider it. In fact, I would do it. No, he he, he looks more unstable by the day. I mean, I... As mentioned in the thread, he's got some player issues. A lot going on down there. I agree with Ginger. I won't use the word out loud, but that's what I think, too. 
talk about complicating something on top of everything else. I mean, sure. And everybody knows about the scandal. Yeah, sure. Everybody knows about it. I'm not judging. I'm just saying. And again, if you're good enough to play at Florida, you're good enough to play it. Fill in the blank. Anywhere. All of reasonably those, anywhere. All of those coaches at reasonably anywhere don't have the same issues. No, look. Any sport. So I'm not saying. I mean, literally any sport. Coaches, who they are, it all matters to some extent. Really matters in baseball. And if you're down, like you said, I mean, maybe that you know, and you're recruiting, and Tim Corbin wants you, and Kevin O'Sullivan wants you, and Mike Mianko wants you, and whatever. You're going to go now. Yeah. I'm going to go play for that guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're good enough to play at Florida. You're probably good enough to play at LSU, at Ole Miss, Tennessee, Texas. I mean, just fill in blanks. Whatever schools make you feel better about the Louisville, figure it out. Yeah, whatever. whatever. I mean, that, that, that's irrelevant. Whatever. whatever. So you're going to pick that guy? I mean, this isn't you're down to Missouri State and that's it. Hey, we're going. I don't. The coach is a jerk. It doesn't matter. It's the only ride I got. Yeah, yeah I want to be in it. Yeah, I'm just a man. No, I mean, I, I think it's a problem. I think the scandal combined with his behavior. And, hey, look, man, they, they should be winning more than they're winning. Well, they should. They're they're more. Ta- they've had some injuries, but everybody the whole damn conference well, the co- had injured. Yeah, point. come on, not giving them. They that. don't get the one pass on that. No, I mean half the league's lost pitching. They have a scholarship advantage, and they can literally recruit their entire roster within ninety miles of Gainesville. The amount of talent that is in the Orlando, Tampa, Northern Florida area yeah. is well, immense. And you're at a program where you can recruit nationally anywhere you want to go. Yeah, of course, it's Florida. There's an allure to Florida. There is. He, he would have gone to LSU. He turned down Texas when they hired David Pierce back in the day. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he was, he was Wood- hot. Then. He was Woodward's guy. Yeah. And then Woodward dug into him and went, "Ah, even I can't do that." I mean, look, and that <laughs> that says a lot right there in itself, yeah. doesn't it? I mean, even but Scott Woodward, Woodward turns his nose up and goes, "You know what? I just can't make that work." You know. <laughs> My morality just won't <laughs> let me go there. <laughs> and that should have been enough for Scott Strickland to go, well, hold on, what are, what yeah. are, we, what are we doing? Yeah, hold yeah. on, hold on a minute. Scott hey, wouldn't S- Scott. <laughs> hey, Scott. This Scott. Um, uh, so when you didn't hire him, that's where Woodward probably said to Strickland, I can't believe you're not firing him. Even we would have had to fire that. Yeah. Better baseball job, somebody asking Florida State or Florida. It's Florida. Florida's yeah. a better baseball job. It's an SEC job. Every game's on national television. Yeah. It's an elite job. You should be winning more than that. Forget the rest of it. it you shouldn't have the level of lulls that he has. No. I mean, they're relative lulls, but still. Relative to what? Vanderbilt's not having that lull. No. This is their lull right now, and I would not want anything to do with them in a couple of weeks. Mm-mm. I, I, Mm-mm. If if you're host teams in the ACC, if you're Louisville, if you're Notre Dame, you really want Vanderbilt to sweep LSU this weekend and not be your two seed. I watched some of Vanderbilt and Arkansas yesterday. They they resumed at eleven, and I was in here trying to work, and I turned it on, and I know Vanderbilt lost the the second game of yeah, the series. Yeah. They won the series. The center fielder Brad Enrique Bradfield. I love him. I I, I mean, 
Yeah, Neil was playing GM with me yesterday, and he wants all of Enrique Bradfield. And the he's, he's in. big kid that hits behind him who hit a bomb yesterday, and the right fielder, the right fielder looks like a major leaguer. They are the most talented. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> no, I know. Seriously. I know they're not the best team in the league. They're the most talented team in the league. And Chase, it's not frankly very close. No, it's not. And they have arms that can just kind of come out of nowhere. Well, that's what Matt said. He goes, Chase, who's the guy they're going to roll out in Hoover? We don't know about yet. There will, on Saturday in Hoover, there'll be some freshman that comes out, and he's 97 on the black, and you go, I've never heard of the guy before. Hey, they roll sure. a dude out yesterday in the, in the, in the series finale, and left-hander who just, just absolutely shut down Arkansas, who had been hitting all weekend. They're impressive. And Enrique Bradfield Jr., goodness, put him on my team. We're getting a lot of spam. I know. I don't understand it. Um, they've got, they still have a shot to host, and everyone should hope they host. Yeah, every every number one seed in the country is like, please give them a host. Yeah, that's not what I want to deal with. Next no, week. you don't want to be matched up with that. Um, yeah, they take two out of three from Arkansas over the weekend. Bradfield, I don't know if you saw it, Friday night. I mean, I'm in love with this kid. Friday night, it's a 6-6 game in the 10th inning. Mm -hmm. They've got two on, two out, and he's down in the count, 1-2 to Brady Tigert, who's really good. Yeah, sure. Tigert makes a really good pitch. And how in the hell Bradfield got his bad head in front of the ball and hit it in such a way that it didn't go foul. He had a three-run homer, mm -hmm. kind of on a line over the right field wall. It was really incredible. I mean, if you're Tiger, you just go, "Hey." I mean, I'm not going to be the last guy. He does. I that didn't. Too. It wasn't like I hung a curveball. No, he made a good pitch. That kid is that kid is impressive at the plate. <clears throat> so. Question that I'm still getting them. Question I'm getting a lot. Why on Ole Miss? Um, they're just playing better. They're winning close games. Oh, it's a you can of make things. it what you want to make it. You can say, hey, it should have happened much sooner. You can say it took too long. You can say, hey, great coaching job. You can you can say what you want to. Mike figured out the rotation for the most part, the right way to use these guys. I think he's still holding on to Diamond a little too long in his outings, but yeah, for the most part, Delusia is a very serviceable ace in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah. He's been there the whole time. Ole Miss would not be in this situation had you played him the entire season. Hunter Elliott. That's, this is the big Hunter one. Elliott has turned into a really premier Saturday guy who's only a freshman. Elliott started at least six like innings, ace. three weeks in a row. He has been that he started to gain confidence in the all speed stuff. The changeup was damn good on Saturday. He has turned into another level here. And if Mike has a failure on this season, it's that he went with a bunch of veterans that he really knew early in the season in the rotation, and it took so long to get here. Kevin Graham's injury destroyed their offense. Yes. Took, One guy can change you in the lineup. Look at LSU last yeah, Jacob weekend Berry. with Barry out. Yeah. Um, they, they, lost, uh, they lost Graham for a period of time. I know he came back, but I think he's just now healthy. Um. Bench moving to the top of the lineup and, and hitting playing third base. Yeah, I think like moving him to third base. Has changed a lot of things. It's cleaned them up defensively. 
Yeah, because I need like seven of him. So, yeah, it's, it's figuring out where he yeah. fits. But suddenly they've gone from being a bad defensive team, and ch- fr- frankly, I hope I'm not pissing anybody off, they were bad for a while. Yeah, they were bad defensively, sure. They've gone to where now they're kind of good. Not great. It's not hurting them at all. They're, no. they're kind of good. It was a, Over the weekend, it was a plus. Defense was a plus. Yeah. They've gotten so much better in the infield yeah, well, defensively. Yeah. Gonzalez is playing better. Chatagne is, is good defensively. Peyton's a good, a good second baseman. Yeah. And Elko's a serviceable first he's baseman. Fine. Yeah. He's not fine. hurting you. Yeah. And, and McCants has gotten better in center. Yeah, he's fine. It's probably not his natural position. It's but, not. But he's, but he's fine. Um, their bullpen's good. Johnson's terrific. Um, and hitting is contagious, especially at the college level. I mean, look at – Look, it's confident. If you watch you're... other teams, when teams are struggling, it seems like everybody's struggling, and then yeah. somebody kind of gets going. And I mean, Ole Miss had at one point – They'd hit eight home runs. I don't know what the final number was. I had stuff going on. They'd hit eight home runs over the weekend from seven different people or something like that. That's an incredible stat. Um, They've got power up and down the lineup. They're hitting with a lot of confidence. I think they're playing kind of loose right now. I honestly believe that after the Arkansas series, they'd lost those back-to-back series against Mississippi State and Arkansas. And I think they went, you know what? Screw it. we got to win a whole bunch of games. If we don't, we don't. Let's just go play. And then I, I firmly believe this. That first inning of the Missouri game, when Missouri's up 2 nothing and the bases are loaded. And it looks like, ah. Oh, and you're like, boy. They kind of caught a break on a call. call. And after that, they've been lights out. And then here, this is not mentioned enough. Hunter just said it in the thread. Kemp Alderman, his improvement has has not been covered to an extent that it shouldn't be. He went from a guy who could not recognize a breaking ball to giving Ole Miss more quality at bats than maybe anybody else on the roster, in and out, in and out, in and out. He is not swinging a lot of stuff. He has massive power. I mean, he hits that ball over the center field wall yesterday that he did not catch on the barrel and still muscled it out. He he has changed their lineup in so many different ways. I mean, he's he's, he's been phenomenal this season for Ole Miss on what he's done from a quality at bat standpoint. And the way he's been comfortable um, at the plate, it's look. It's been a lot. They they look like the team you kind of thought they might could have been at the start of the season. I mean, that's that that they they have finally gotten there. We'll see what it does. Look, they got to finish it. They what, what what this has done is given them an opportunity. They were dead in the water, and they're no longer dead in the water. They've got a chance. They've got a shot here. I mean, you're going to yeah. do it on the road. You're going to have to kind of. It's going to be whatever, but. As of right now, that's it. You know, you, you looked at a couple different guys. I think that I asked Mike about it yesterday. He said he thought that having a veteran team has helped a ton to not get completely bogged down. If it was a bunch of newcomers, they really would have freaked out over that four-week period. You had Van Cleve doing a lot to try to keep them up at points. Brandon Johnson yesterday in the story I wrote, he mentioned that they kind of had to come to Jesus a little bit after the state series prior to that Governor's Cup where I think it was starting to be a little – because you can even see it in their body language. Look, I mean, nobody really has talked about this much, but they were short with each other on the field. There was some weird body language. You could tell they were not having fun and they were annoyed with a lot of things. And apparently they sat down in the locker room. Elko kind of led the meeting and said, air it out. What you got? Let's have it. Let's let's get it out right now. And they've played better baseball. They've played better team baseball since then. But they've pitched better. They've hit better. And they've played better defense. This is not a complicated game. <laughs> Sure. Um, so well, when you pitch better, it takes pressure off. And now they're starting to hit. Some guys are. Look, and Brandon Johnson's been damn good on the back. End. He's been great. 
um, he has four saves during this nine and two run when the only two losses are the two game the two against uh, Arkansas, the walk off, and then where they just left too many people on base at that uh, at that point. So, look, they played well. The again, the first ever sweep in Baton Rouge. Um, they've had some two game sweeps in the sixties, um, and then in nineteen thirty eight, they took three or four and. Oh. In Baton Rouge, yes, that was that was that. Um, well, look, I mean, the, we said probably got to win seven of the next nine, and they've won six of six of those nine so far with three to go. It's right there in front of them. LSU does not look like anybody I'm really scared of right now. No. I know it was just one weekend. I've but, told you this all year. They just kind of average. Yeah. They're kind of there. Now, without Barry, they're not the same team. That changes a ton. They get him I mean, back. They're different. Yeah. Because the middle of that lineup is damn good. Yeah. Dylan Cruz can play for me. The first baseman, I don't think he's healthy. Uh, I like him a lot. I do, too. I like him Defensively, a lot. he's so good. Yeah, and Cruz is fantastic. But by himself, he doesn't have a lot around him, and so you can pitch around him a little bit and be yeah. careful. And Dugas hasn't looked great. Mm-mm. So it's been been kind of whatever for them. But They play – look, they, they this sounds crazy. They need to make sure they don't get swept this weekend. Who do they have? Vanderbilt. Oof. Have fun with that. In Nashville. Have fun. They're they're fourteen and thirteen, and I think they still get in. But LSU could look up and have like a forty four RPI on that Tuesday. I wouldn't want to play Vanderbilt right now. They have to get one. They have to get one or win a game on Tuesday. I don't think LSU can go zero and four and make the NCAA tournament. No, probably not. They could easily go zero and four. Saying, well, the, you've said this a ton. They have a pitching problem too. Hilliard yeah. and is just fine. He's fine. Yeah, it's yeah. He's just going to throw that curveball over and over and over and over again. That's so, what, so what he does. Yeah, and sometimes it's really good. And when it's really good, he's pretty good. Yeah, sure. But when it's just kind of good, he's just kind of average. Yeah, and I thought he's solid. I think he's a good pitcher. He can pitch for my team anytime he wants to. He yeah, sure. Beats like a son of a bitch. Yeah. I mean, I like him, but he doesn't have elite stuff. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N-E-S-P-A-R-C. Two packages, the Ignite, the 100 MBPS, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio. Your hometown team bringing you world-class broadband. That's NESpark.com. 662-238-3159. Phone service, pro controls, network security, and more. Give the office a call. Again, at 662-238-3159. Distracted by something. I'm sorry. Um, hey, we're brought to you by Dead Soxy. Did you know that Dead Soxy makes custom socks? Look, whether you're rallying the team or building an empire where you put your logo matters and you can't afford to put it on half-rate swag, Dead Soxy will help you create premium custom socks that you can stake your reputation on. Custom socks just might be the most promotional product you've never tried. Think about it. Every person you know wears socks every day. And they wear their favorite pairs a lot. On top of that, cool custom socks will make a lasting impression on clients, investors, employees, and donors. Don't worry about not having design skills. Dead Soxy does it all. Design is always free. Just share your vision. They'll bring it to life. They'll create digital mock-ups of designs and present them to you before any orders are placed. Best of all, we're talking about the same premium retail quality Dead Soxy socks are known for, but designed for you. With your logo, the minimum order is only 120 pairs of the same style. The lead time is six to eight weeks, so get your uh, project started now. Go to deadsoxy.com backslash custom. Check out what they do with custom socks. Mention you heard the ad on Rebel Grove. 
and get $100 off all custom orders now. That's deadsoxy.com backslash custom. We're uh, also brought to you by Pinnacle. They're based in Madison, Mississippi. Clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much, much more. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, wealth.com. Brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. If you're thinking about traveling, summer's basically here, but you still have time. Get in touch with John. Give him some parameters. Give him a budget. And let him give you options. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. And we're brought to you by Opa, Oxford's newest restaurant on the square. Euros, wraps, kebabs, redfish, lamb chops, handcrafted cocktails, frozen libations, an amazing candlelit patio, and more. 306 South Lamar, just south of the square courthouse in Oxford. I'll have a mailbag for you on Wednesday. It's brought to you by Whitney McNutt of Tommy Morgan Incorporated Realtors, serving you for all your real estate needs in Oxford and Tupelo. Whitney sells condos, land, commercial, and residential family homes. And you can reach her at 662-567-2573 or 662-842-3844. Um, got a good bit of play on social media. I put it on the message board yesterday. Um, a lot of people asked the question. Mike, I'd asked Mike yesterday about being there for Drew's senior day. Obviously, his son is uh, in his final season in Baton Rouge. Was also on deck when the game ended yesterday. <laughs> he would have represented the winning run um, at that point. Um, and Mike got emotional. Um, you can hear the clip and the message board or on Twitter. I put it both places. Also, I put the, we put the quote out. Uh, nobody had said anything bad about it. Mike was simply just saying that it was about him and he wasn't really worried about anybody right. else. That was not, there was not actually some jerk who had an issue with with Mike participating in pregame with his son right. senior day. So just to clarify that a little bit, um, and I and I understand when you read the quote why you're like, oh, like, well, well, but no, it was just it was it was something he was saying in the middle of a thought. Yeah, he just not, said in case anybody cares, yeah. he didn't care. Yeah, I mean, I, it's fair. I've debated all year on his awareness with the situation regarding his employment. Um, Mike is very insular. Usually it's a good thing. You're not reading social media. Sure. You're not seeing a lot of stuff. You're pretty tunnel visioned. However, it would be really hard to not see this to some extent the way it has gone this season. His family's seen it. Yeah, sure. His Come kids on. have seen it. Come on. Um, everybody's aware. Yeah, he's not, not that insulated. He's been more human than at any point that I've covered him in 17 seasons. And he's never bad. I mean, we've always had a, a good relationship. But his answers are more revealing now mm-hmm. um they're more honest he kind of chuckles at himself a little more there's a lot to him that i mean it's it's a it's a fairly interesting just human perspective right now on is he just you know is he enjoying it and trying to stay loose and kind of taking in things a little bit just in case mm-hmm. you know what is it what does it entail because again he's he's always been He's never been a bad quote. He's never shunned questions that are that are decent questions. 
But I don't think in the past, or as, at least always, he would have given Sus the answer on the on-deck thing of admitting, yeah, and I did not want any of that. I, it would have been really easy in the past to go, you know, I'm really just focused on the batter. And blah, blah, sure. Blah, 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 blah. It's your son. I and mean, he, he says... He, yeah, I mean, he knew... Number he, one, he's got to pitch around. He's got to pitch to him if it gets to that. Yeah. And so if he if he succeeds, his son fails. Yes. And, and if his son so. succeeds, it's yeah. a nightmare. Yeah. So because the on. way Sus Sus's question to him was just kind of curious. Did you look over and realize that Drew was on deck or whatever? However, he phrased it. And Mike said, "Quote: I'll be honest with you. It was in the middle of McManus's at bat, and I saw him over there, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't want him batting. That's a no-win situation for the Bianco family. Thankfully, it didn't get to that. Yeah. Um, and it, it, was a no, it would have been a no-win situation for the Bianco family. Of that, course. That is correct. Yeah. Um, calling pitches against your kid has got to be one of the stranger sensory things. I'm about to say a really smart-ass thing. Just go off speed. And don't hang it. You're good. <laughs> is, it, is it the college baseball version of when Dottie goes out and tells her, hey, she can't lay off the high fastball, just throw it? Is that yeah, I mean, and I'm not being critical. No, I no, mean, no. I wouldn't touch it either. Yeah, he's a far better baseball player than either, <laughs> either yeah. of us. He's a better baseball player than I ever dreamed of being. But, yeah. Like, I can't remember who he was facing. It was Saturday, I think. And he got a fastball to open the at-bat. Mm-hmm. And he fouled it off to the right. Yeah. And after that, it was like, all right, that's it. Change, change. Yeah, you had that one. Go get it. Yeah. You had one shot. Because he hit a fastball. And he's got real power. But, you know. But, no, you don't want to. I mean, you know, you'd rather get... McManus out because while I'm sure he's a nice kid he's not your kid I actually laughed that day somebody in the story says yeah one post game Bianco said quote you asked that question a lot don't you I actually laughed that day it, was, it wasn't at me but it was funny when yeah. he said it um, no I mean I, I, and I guess the reason I'm going here a little bit too is look it was an emotional thing he does he misses a ton of things and I Sure. Things message board. It's not about one person, not about one response. Everybody goes, yeah, but he's making a ton of money. Okay, but anybody makes a salary in the profession. That doesn't mean you don't get upset about missing your kids' activities. The people that say that, I, I can understand. Like, they're shitty parents. I the mean, people it, that say that are shitty people, and they're bad parents, and I'm, I'm thankful that they're not mine. There. <laughs> I hate those kind of people. The, well, they make a ton of money. Um, shut up. Drives me insane. That is such an that is such an And I wonder a little bit if you know he's missing Ben's. Yeah. I mean and that might have been the reason that he was a little emotional about at Louisville. It. I sure. mean it's 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 a Do you think the league helped him out at all? I doubt it. Probably You think pre- it was just happenstance? Probably coincidental. It's cool. I mean, that was neat that he got to do it. And, sure. Yeah, but probably not. No, I don't think so either. My God is no. Yeah, it's, that would be – if you talk to anybody ever in the league office when they talk about scheduling, it's very complicated. And they run it through computers and try to figure it yeah. out. Yeah, he was emotional because he misses so much, but also he finally got to do one, that he got the break. 
I know it's kind of the same thing, but it's also kind of not. It's it's it's. Well, I wrote this in ten thoughts. It had to be an emotional weekend for him in general, right? He's back I mean, down there where all that stuff happened in June. Yeah, and he knows who's in the building, and the guy that's in the building did him wrong. Sure. And you got a chance to kind of shove it up there, but while you do that, your son's on the other side. Yeah. I mean, I give him, I give him, no matter what anybody thinks of the job he's done or whatever, I give him a ton of credit for the way he handled all of that because it'd be tough for me not to say something. About Woodward? Yeah. That was, that was Bush League. Yeah. That was crap. <laughs> yeah. You could have avoided all of that by saying, hey, to Mike's agent, hey, we're not hiring him. So don't. Do I mean, this. if you're doing this for leverage, go for it. Yeah. I mean, Cliff Godwin could use that for some leverage at East Carolina. Hey, you know, remember that building I kind of told you all we needed? Or I need an extra 10 grand on my salary. Yeah, all good, this, whatever. Yeah, this is, this is different. It, the whole thing. I know everybody gets worked up about it here, about Mike and stuff. Woodward's standpoint, I think it revealed, it was revelatory. And you can go, well, that's just being a hard ass. Mm, I don't. There know. were ways around it. That well, come on, Mike. It. Mike. Mike played there. He was one of Skip's assistants for a long time. He was a big part of that program for a long time. His son's on the team. <laughs> it was un- completely unnecessary. It was Woodward sending a shot across the bow at Bertman and people and using yeah. Mike as the actual the bullet. Mike was the cannonball. Yeah. And that was wrong. It's Mike should have known that once it got out it was going to have impact. Thinking it wasn't going to have impact if he if he believed that it was inaccurate. I think Mike must have thought he had the job. But I mean, even afterward, you know, I mean, like, oh, kind of, sure. hey, why does it matter? Well, no, like, it does yeah, matter. Yeah, sure. But at the end of the day, he's been pretty honest about the whole thing. Hey, it's a place that really matters a lot. We gave it a shot. Sure. Or we thought about it. Sure. Okay. I mean, right, wrong, or indifferent, he just told the truth. Yeah. Now, I think it was kind of dumb in some ways, but he told the truth. Yeah, I mean, sure. I mean, she went there, too. Yeah, they met there. Yeah. I just thought it was, I, I thought then, and I've, I've continued to think it was completely avoidable. Well, it was avoidable. You know, it was a disaster. It was just Woodward. Woodward could have just said to Skip and them, "Hey, I'm, I'm hiring my guy, and it's not him. I'm not hiring him. I'm hiring somebody else." Jay Johnson yesterday throwing a pitcher one batter to try to get Mike to adjust his entire lineup while ruining weird. your own pitcher and and losing an arm you needed. Yeah, it was weird. I mean, does. Did, was he playing off last year where he thought Mike would panic because Mike's been so left-right in the past? I mean, like, what? Yeah, clearly. He thought that it would change the lineup, and he was trying to shake the lineup up because the lineup is hitting. And to Mike's credit, he went, no, we're not. I don't care what you do. This is my lineup. We're going to roll with this for a while. In the same way they're going to wear those camo hats. <laughs> if you think you're winning because you're wearing camo hats, you probably are. Yeah. I mean, the only guy that might have changed was Leatherwood. They didn't change, and then he he hit a ball to Alexandria, like his next time, his first time up, and it thread in here that says what Woodward did was definitely shady. The problem lies on Ole Miss being comfortable as well. They Ole Miss gambled and lost. It's so much more complicated than that. It's it's it, Ole Miss it, wanted him to get the job because they were hiring Dan McDonald. 
a guy who they previously had thought they couldn't hire. That's what happened. And I don't know that anybody ever had the conversation that, hey, the only problem here is what if. Yeah, sure. It's, well, no, they thought they could keep everything quiet. They didn't think Woodward would, they trusted Scott Woodward was the failure. Yeah. I mean, that, and honestly, that's the failure yeah. is you trust Scott Woodward. Yeah. Because, I mean. Well, the conversation that probably didn't happen that needed to happen was, hey, look, you can do a thousand Zooms. You can talk into the wee hours of, of the night like you did back when you were in middle school talking to your sweetheart. But, hey, don't go down there and don't go interview unless you know. Mm-hmm. Just just because. But it is what it is. And so this thing suddenly is interesting again because a couple weeks ago it wasn't all that interesting. We thought, I will tell you, I will say this is why you don't put out a hot board for people that are like, why don't you put out a hot board this right now? Yeah. In addition to being decent. If there's a heartbeat, nope. Yeah. Nope, 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 um, nope. So nope, they're nope. interesting, you know, because let's say they win a couple this weekend and get a two someplace. They're a scary two for somebody. Because you've got a, you've suddenly got your pitching set up in such a way that Delusha, Delusha's going to have a real shot in a two-three game. And now, and this is why I said at the beginning of the conversation, this and Elliot the ball. And to so. me, the difference in this team from a pitching standpoint is not Dylan Delusha. It's that suddenly Elliot is he, pitching. He might like, be a dude. Is pitching like an ace. And if he goes out and beats a one, and he's played teams that are every bit as good as the ones he's going to play. If he goes out and beats a one, then it starts becoming that free shot. Now, where now you're probably getting to a super regional. You hand it to the offense and go, I need you to go win me a baseball game. And they're capable. And again, we're getting ahead of ourselves. They got to beat Texas A&M and Texas A&M. If you have not watched them this year, I have. If you have not watched them, I will tell you they are really good. They've gone from being just kind of gritty to being gritty and good. If they end up being a three, you're actually the, the, the team that gets screwed in that is a two. Because they look up and go, oh, yeah, okay, sure. I got to deal with this now. Sure. Um, I, look, I, if oh, if Southern Miss host, I fully expect Ole Miss to be the two or the three in Hattiesburg. It's Ole Miss or LSU in that's Hattiesburg. Not a, is that's not a bad three. draw. No, that's a good draw. You'll take Hattiesburg. I mean, You'll take Southern Miss all day long. I mean, damn, <laughs> that's a gift. <laughs> yeah, you can. I mean, I don't think Southern host, but. I think their RPI is not good enough, but just if. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I mean. You got to go to Hattiesburg or Charlottesville. We'd like to go to Hattiesburg, please. Thanks. I mean, that's that's somebody looking out for you. Some of the problem is travel sucks. I was looking at it yesterday, and the options, there's only a couple that are drivable. It's a mess. Like what? Louisville. Let's do that. Come on, please. Let's do that. <sighs> Can you imagine in the whole environment right now of everything going on? No. Hey, Dan, can you uh, end Mike's tenure and then we'll like, oh, Jesus. Or what happens if Mike wins that regional? The drivable ones that are that are for sure drivable, Louisville um, and Stillwater and Hattiesburg, maybe. That's that's really it. Um, Stillwater be about nine hours. Beyond that, your closest ones are Charlottesville and Blacksburg. 
Ooh, Blacksburg would be right on the cusp of the hall. And then, I mean, the problem is there are four West Coast hosts. Oh, really? Probably. And then when you... Where are the Texas hosts? A&M? And you can't do that. That's right. They can't go there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the problem. They can't be sent to an SEC, right? They can go to Lubbock. They can't be sent to an SEC. No. Okay. Yeah. No, they can't do that. Uh, on, in the last projections, the hosts were Knoxville, Spokane, Washington. That's Gonzaga. Yeah. Corvallis, Oregon State. Stanford, Stillwater, Hattiesburg, Charlottesville, Blacksburg, Coral Gables, College Park, Maryland, Baton Rouge, Fayetteville, Louisville, South Bend, Auburn College Station. Ooh, they could get sent to South Bend. Hang on, why is Lubbock not a host? Isn't Texas Tech good? I don't know. Okay, anyway, that's weird. I don't know what's going on. No, they've got Texas Tech a two seed in Knoxville. Well, good place to go end your season. Good luck. Yeah. Have a good time. <laughs> The whole country will be pulling for you, though. Oh, yeah. Don't worry. You'll, you'll, be, you'll have some supporters in that you'll one. You'll be everyone's sweetheart. Guns up. I, we drove to Charlottesville in 2010. Um, it's it's drivable, but it's a haul. I, mean, I, I really like Charlottesville. I mean, just trying to spend a weekend somewhere. I've never been there. Fine. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, anyway. Cart before horse. We're not there yet, but... Definitely back in this thing. That's for, that's for certain. Did you watch any of uh, Dallas and Phoenix last night? No. I saw Dallas one, but no. Luka Doncic was. What odds are you giving them against the Warriors? If he plays like that, flip a coin. Can they win it? Yeah. The whole thing? If he plays like that? Yeah. Yeah. Really? They have enough? They were, they were terrific last night. Dallas, they, they destroyed the Phoenix Suns. In a Game 7 in, in Phoenix. Phoenix, they humiliated the Phoenix Suns. Luka, Luka Doncic was unstoppable. And he did finally what people, I think, have waited for him to do is in the midst of being unstoppable as a scorer, he was a great facilitator. Which is his, yeah. And he led. They, they played with an edge. Phoenix tried to trash talk them early, and that was a mistake. I don't know what happened with Phoenix. Monty Williams had a really cryptic quote about DeAndre DeAndre Aiden after the game. They've got some chemistry issues. I kind of help couldn't help but wonder last night if their window closed. Chris Paul's getting older. Then he's coming back. Yeah, but he's getting older. Aiden might not be able to stay there. If I'm reading body language correct, it might be time. That West is too good, and you might you might have just watched. Might have just watched Dallas take the next step. They got to get some help. They need help. And had some people play. They need help. They need one more dude. Spencer Dinwiddie was terrific yesterday. I feel like to win a title, they need one more guy. Yeah, wrong, maybe. I just feel like they need one more dude. But now we're down to Boston and Miami in the East. Two really good cultures going against each other. Two teams that really defend, that play hard, but don't really have superstars. I mean, Jason Tatum's kind of a superstar, and Jimmy Butler's kind of a superstar, but neither one's like a Milwaukee wins name. with Middleton, right? Yeah. Yeah. That is That ended their season. Yeah. yeah. Yesterday, you could tell they ran out of gas mm-hmm. playing without him. Yeah. 
And Giannis wasn't Elite terrific yesterday. yesterday. Podcast brought to you in part by Johnston Hill Creamery, small batch traditional cheese and fermentations right there on White Oak Lane, just off Molly Bar in Oxford. They do charcuterie, bakery, catering, and more. And they have a lunch menu that you can get delivered via Fetched. So you see that on their website, Johnston Hill Creamery, or on their Instagram page. Tons of different things. They show you a lot of different options. They post there all the time to get an idea of what their offerings are there in, uh, in Oxford. So 662-419-9201 or cheese at johnstonhillcreamery.com. We're also brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency. They've been conduct- connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, if you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board. Whether you're in IT, engineering, dentistry, accounting, law, manufacturing, human resources, or maybe you don't even know what you're looking for, they can help you. Their goal is to get to know you, your strengths, and see what you're looking for in your next career move to help you find the right fit. It's free for the candidate. All conversations are kept confidential, so you've got nothing to lose by giving them a call. Give uh, Will, Sydney, or Kelsey that call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. We're also brought to you by The Rogue. It's your destination for fine men's clothing. Their stylist hand-select pieces from top designers from work to lifestyle to nightlife. There's the perfect something for everyone at The Rogue. All the best items from Peter Millar, Martin Dingman, Jack Victor, Halsey, True Grit, Duckhead, and more. 4450 I-55 North in Jackson or therogue.com. Don't just accept what you see, but imagine something new. Step forward and chase after a better version of yourself. Every day, Corinth Dental is helping people Reinvent themselves one smile at a time. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile using conservative state-of-the-art procedures, including Invisalign. These clear aligners are the virtually invisible way to improve your smile. So call Corinth Dental for a no-cost digital scan of your teeth. Let them show you the way to a straighter, healthier smile. 12 months, no interest, no down payment financing available. CorinthDental.com. Also brought to you by Bell & Grove, based out of Chattanooga. Bell & Grove is a logistics provider with more than 35 years of transportation industry experience. They specialize in domestic freight movement throughout the continental U.S. They can navigate through supply chain issues while also leaning on their partner carriers to get the most competitive rates possible for their customers. In addition, uh, Bell & Grove can help customers design a custom solution for their shipping needs. Whether your business is in need of moving a truckload, a partial shipment, or a flatbed, Bell & Grove can accommodate you. They also provide both air and ground expedited services for customers who need to make to move product quickly. For more information, call Daryl Oliver, 865-672-6557. And we're brought to you by Southern Traditions Farm. It's a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, a grass ring. Miles of wooded trails, a lot offered at Southern Traditions, including camps. The camp season gets started May the 30th, so two weeks from today. Uh, it's 8.30 to 2 each day, Monday through Friday. They've got them throughout the month of June. Get in touch with um, Susan Walt, Bowers Cone, and the people there at Southern Traditions. It's Southern Traditions Farm on Facebook or Instagram. Uh, just quickly, with uh, one week to go, we've kind of talked all around them, but uh, Tennessee lost one to Georgia over the weekend. They are now uh, 22-5 and five in the league. So, still quite good, but a little more normal than it was a couple weeks ago. 22-5 and five for them. Vanderbilt in second place, tied with Georgia at 14-13, 14-13, but those are not the same. Georgia falling off. Vanderbilt is trending. The pitching is just not held up for the Bulldogs right now um, in Athens. 
Florida is mentioned 13 and 14. South Carolina is 20 and, sorry, 12 and 15 after taking two of three from Kentucky over the weekend. They are not very good. Um, and their RPI is 69, so they are not going to make the tournament. Kentucky at 10 and 17, and then Missouri 8 and 19, and whatever. Arkansas at 29 in the RPIs, and they'll mention, I mean, that's that's stupid low for a team 17 and 10 in the league. I mean, that's that's strange almost. A&M at 19 in the RPI today. They're in better shape, 17 and 10. So Arkansas and A&M tied heading into the final weekend. Auburn 15 and 11. They're in decent shape because that RPI is four. Auburn's going to host if they just don't completely screw it up in Lexington this weekend. Uh, LSU 14 and 13, their RPIs I mentioned down to 37. Ole Miss at 38 at 13 and 14. Alabama at 10 and 16 in the league, as we mentioned. Their RPI is 53. Just outside the top 50. It makes Ole Miss's RPI in the top 50 look a little better, but whatever. And then Mississippi State 9 and 18 gets swept by AM, and their RPI is 105 this morning mm. for the Bulldogs. I mean, just has been a Horrific season. And they get Tennessee State. this weekend. They do. Yeah. I don't like their chances to win double-digit games in the SEC this season. No. I don't think they're going to get two against the Vols. They are. No. no, they're not. They're not? No. You don't think so? Nope. I don't know if State or Kentucky has the tiebreaker because they're one back of. I'm just trying to figure out if they can get to Hoover. I guess they can. but Do they even want to at this point? Well, the media does. Well, of course. Look, you you can't eat Catfish Kitchen if you don't get to Hoover, okay? So, I got work to do. I almost said something. Did you? Mm. Mm. Trying to be a kinder, gentler person. Are you? A little bit. Is that a goal? I mean... Resolution? Sort of. A May resolution? Not really that. Six-month plan? just, Just trying to be... Trying to create less trouble. But I thought it. Did you? Yeah. We'll talk the the commits tomorrow. I mean, if you're we'll responsible for all of your thoughts, if you really believe that, that 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 doesn't seem fair to anyone, does it? I mean, feels like that would be like a really long. That bar is the, awfully the high. litany of the litany of the, the things you'd have to have a conversation about. Remember that time that you thought? Yeah, no. Like, no, no. Oh come on. Go. You made the decision to not say it. That does matter. Yeah. I could have said something hurtful, and I didn't. You chose not to. That's a plus. That, that's actually a check mark. I shouldn't think, it? Right? Shouldn't instead of hey, you thought that? No, that's it be, a plus. I hey, chose not. I know to. you thought that, and you wanted to say it, but you didn't. That's a that's a it's a check. Yes, that's in the favorable. We'll look at the uh, the football commit tomorrow from UCF. We'll look at um, Ole Miss basketball picking up another player in the front court. Through the uh, transfer portal as well. Got some NFL over-unders. Might get into those this week. I saw that. They had every uh, every one of their beat writers on ESPN take a stab at those. Uh, it's been a pretty active period of time for the Saints. to pick up Landry and uh, and the Badger here in the last couple weeks. Yeah. Um, their over-under is kind of low. I actually like them to go over this. They're over-under 7.5. Oh, and now that schedules are out, we can kind of look at them. Well, they have a tough schedule now. That schedule's tough. But I like the over for the Saints. I think people are people are writing them off in a way that I think is a mistake. Kind of last thing here, what'd you make a breeze out at NBC after a year? Does that mean he's moving to Fox or does that mean he wasn't very good or both? Well, he wasn't very good. Well, he wasn't very good. That that's for sure established. And for what you pay, you got to be good. 
the media scuttlebutt is he wanted games, not studio. Didn't get that. Yeah, you got to be good. I mean, look who he competes against. I mean, Romo's terrific. Collinsworth is entertaining. He's fine. Yeah, good. No, he's, he's yeah. entertaining. Yeah. He's funny. You laugh. I don't have a problem with Collinsworth. No, I enjoy his broadcast. Aikman's solid. And now Herb Street's going to be doing it. And Herb Street's a good broadcaster. Rams over or under 10 and a half. I mean, we'll look at schedules. But they have the hardest schedule in the NFL. That's about right. Um, I go under. They had the second toughest schedule in the NFL this past season, and they go with they went twelve and five. Yeah, I might go under. I have a hard time doing that again. When you win it, it's just just you can say we're the same, but sometimes it's hard to get the same edge. Hard to be exactly the same. Um, Ole Miss softball gets into the the NCAA tournament. They uh, they are headed to UCLA, the number five seed overall Bruins. They play Loyola Marymount at six thirty Central. On Friday, uh, UCLA and Grand Canyon are the uh, other two teams in the, okay. in the field. Congratulations to them. I do not know who they're matched up against. I uh, did not see the, the the entire bracket, but um, pretty tough draw. You, you avoided a couple of the ones you really didn't want to mess with. There were three clear non-SEC teams you didn't want to play, Oklahoma, Virginia Tech, and Florida State, so they missed those. Um, Arkansas is the highest SEC seed at number four. They win the league. Uh, they won the tournament and the league. Okay. Yeah, uh, they beat Missouri in the final. Okay, in the, of the SEC tournament. Um, A uh, and M headed to Norman against I think Oklahoma, who's like fifty-one and one on the season, oh. something like that. Like, yeah, they're really dominant in that sport. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's a it's a it's a it's, it's a thing. Uh, I know we're out of time today. Did you read the Pete Thamel? I did, yeah. Story we'll, that, we'll talk about that tomorrow yeah. too. Yeah, I kind of left that where we had some, uh, some, some time. That before, was. Uh, before the- I read that on Saturday morning, I guess, and it made me think a lot. That was one. Of, that was really well done. Oklahoma is forty nine and two on the season. Uh, um, lost twice. A and M is the two seed in Norman. Good luck, Aggies. Yeah, enjoy your trip. You can play Minnesota in the first round and maybe get that one. Um, I mean, softball's big there, right? Like, they get lots of crowds and stuff. I know that's where the championships are at Oklahoma City and stuff, but, like, OU gets huge crowds for softball games. Yes, that is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real quick. Ole Miss matched up with the Durham, North Carolina Regional, which is Duke, uh, Maryland, Baltimore County, Liberty, and Georgia. Georgia, who Ole Miss has seen a ton. The Rebels took two out of three in Athens in the regular season and then beat them in the first round of the SEC tournament. Georgia, the Duke's two the seed. one seed. Duke is the one seed. Gotcha. Yeah, Ole Miss. I mean, when you're not a national seed, you're you're at the at the committee's expense. But they did not get a very good draw. They had a better resume than probably Georgia and Auburn. And Georgia and Auburn both got cush regionals compared to the Rebels getting sent out west. But again, A and M kind of got that that pop out there. So damn Larry Templeton. It does them in every time. <laughs> uh, Ole Miss ends the year 39-17, and 17, Loyola Marymount 36-15 and 15 in whatever their conference is. I don't know. And then UCLA 43-8. Is they in the West Coast Conference? Are they? I get West Coast and Big West mixed up. Yeah. So I never know. Like, you know, Fullerton's in one, Pepperdine's in one. Like, I don't know yeah. what's what out there. Um, 
And then men's golf begins their regional today. That's the other. Where are they? They are in Norman, Oklahoma, actually. Oh. Yeah. They are in Norman for their uh, their regional out there. So, Did you go to any of the track and field championships over the weekend? I saw a little on television, but I did not go yeah. to any, you know. Um, I didn't Ole, either. Ole Miss was very dominant in the 1,500 meters. Um, I saw they won men's and women's in the 1,500 meters. Their, their distance program is one of the top in the country. They're really, really good at cross-country and distance running. Um, I think I saw, I think I saw this. They did, they averaged on the 1500, maybe the, the men's side, they did a 351 mile. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think that's what it was. The only thing I saw. I or it was like 339, which would have computed to a 351 mile. I only watched one race the whole time. I, I, I didn't watch much of it at all, obviously, but I watched the men's 800 meter and the dude from Mississippi state was like rich strike. Came out of nowhere. Oh, did you really? You're like, where'd you come from? Anyone? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. In the 800, which is a quick race. Yeah. I mean, you kind of do the one lap. And yeah. Then, and then, yeah, it was like these two guys in Apple front out. of him. Yeah. And it looked like it was going to come down to those two, and then he just. <laughs> yeah, he was impressive. A lot of Olympians on that field. On the field. Yeah, there was a lot of talent. There's going to be a lot of Olympians in the SEC track and field championships. Yeah. That's going to be a thing. Uh, Arkansas won the men's. Florida won the women's overall. Um, like I said, Ole Miss does really good in distance, but they don't really have the sprinters to compete yeah. for the team title. They they, they lose out in those entrants. I, I know they had some points in pole vault and some different things, but anyway. okay. Yeah, we'll talk about Thamel's column. Interesting stuff there. Again, Ole Miss picking up some recruits across multiple sports, and then uh, – Potentially Ole Miss, Arkansas State tomorrow night from Jonesboro for uh, for that one before A&M on Thursday. So a lot of stuff at RebelGrove.com. Check that out, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.